David Simon, president of the Los Angeles Sports Council, says LA's history with the Olympics could potentially set the city up for a strong bid for the 2024 Summer Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. Simon has been active in international sports since 1977 when he became involved in LA's bid to host the 1984 Olympic Games. He also served as president of the LA 2012 and 2016 bid committees. I spoke with Simon this week about the U.S. Olympic Committee's hopes for striking a deal soon with LA to host the 2024 Summer Olympics. The USOC is scrambling to fill the void left with the withdrawal of Boston as the U.S. nominee last month. Since being chosen in January as the U.S. bidder for 2024, Boston struggled to win public support and pledges from city and state government to back the games. Simon says the situation in L.A. right now is reminiscent of the situation the city faced in the 1970s during the bidding process for the 1984 Summer Olympics. Uh, At that time, uh, not so much with the USOC, um, uh, but at the IOC level, uh, Los Angeles was the only candidate in the running. And that led to a negotiation with the IOC and they were willing to change the way they had um, structured the contract with host cities up until that time. Uh, and I can imagine that there, there could be a uh, you know, similar conversation going on now uh, with the USOC, not necessarily about the contract, but about some issues. Now we've mentioned the 1984 Olympics in reference a lot to the success the city has had hosting events like this. What makes LA capable of hosting an event of that size and and why do you think right now would be a good time for the city to to bid for an event like this? Well, Los Angeles has hosted the Olympics twice and very successfully both times. Uh, Each took place in a very different era. The first Olympics in 1932 were in the middle of the Depression, and the second Games uh, took place uh, actually uh, during the opposite, during a period of, uh, you know, robust financial performance by the U.S. economy in the the early to mid-1980s. But the two Games had something in common, and that is that right up until they started, there was a great degree of skepticism in the local community uh, and perhaps elsewhere that they would be successful. And it's uh, easier to clear the bar when that is the local expectation than if expectations are sky high. Uh, So to be specific, in the case of the 1932 Olympics, the situation was it was in the middle of the Depression. Uh, There were reports coming from around the world that uh, countries wouldn't be able to afford to send their athletes so far away. Uh, because all the recent games had been in Europe up to that time. Uh, There were also reports that Los Angeles uh, maybe wasn't up to the task. Uh, And in fact, there were reports that a year or so before the Olympics, the offices of the organizing committee were stoned by local mobs with rocks breaking windows uh, because it was believed that uh, it wasn't the appropriate time to be putting on a festival like the Olympics when there were bread lines outside. Um, So uh, there was a lot of skepticism, but when the games actually took place, uh, it was as if this euphoria swept over the city and everyone got caught up in the excitement uh, and they were tremendously successful and they were the first Olympics, not incidentally, to generate a financial surplus. Uh, They generated a surplus of more than a million dollars in the middle of the depression, which was remarkable at that time. So fast forward to 1984 and there was a similar historical situation because The uh, games were awarded to Los Angeles in 1978, 
And at the time, uh, and the the, uh, the domestic bid, you, the LA beat out New York for the right to be the U.S. candidate. That happened in 1977. Well, the year before, in 1976, the Olympics took place in Montreal, and they quite famously ran up a deficit of more than a billion dollars in 1976 dollars. And that spooked a lot of cities and countries around the world from wanting to bid for the games. Uh, Los Angeles was in the running, but was the only city internationally that the IOC had to choose from. Uh, and that led to, locally, uh, people placing a measure on the ballot here in Los Angeles uh, to prohibit the expenditure of any city funds on the organizing of the games. Uh, and that was done because of what happened in Montreal. And because of that, the games were awarded to a private organizing committee, and you know, kind of the rest is history because the private organizing committee under Peter Ubroth generated a surplus of more than $230 million uh, and staged a very successful Olympics organizationally and logistically and otherwise. In the run-up to the 84 Olympics, there was also a lot of skepticism. Uh, people were concerned that the private organizing committee uh, wouldn't be able to deliver on its promises. Uh, there were concerns that despite the uh, ballot measure in Los Angeles, somehow taxpayers would get stuck with the bill. There were concerns over traffic, over crime, over air quality, all things that didn't materialize. And so again, when the games opened, and with a spectacular opening ceremony produced by Hollywood producer David Walper, again, like in 1932, the rest is history. A euphoria swept over the community, uh, and the games were uh, wildly successful. With LA's history with the Olympic Games, some say, I read an article in the LA Times this week, possibly the most successful games referring to the 1984 Olympics in modern history. I guess that could only benefit its chances as a U.S. bid, right? Yeah, I certainly hope so. And, you know, our, our mayor, Eric Garcetti, uh, is involved in those discussions with the U.S. Olympic Committee on behalf of the city. Uh, and it seems that both sides are... Uh, keeping quiet about the negotiations while they're underway, and we're all waiting to find out what the eventual outcome is. Uh, hopefully we'll know in the next few days or a couple of weeks at the outside. A lot of the criticism, the skepticism you mentioned that, that happens during the lead-up to any Olympic Games, that started in Boston as soon as the USOC announced the city would be bidding for the 2024 Olympics. So I guess in light of that, what what would your advice be to LA leaders, city leaders? What will they do differently or should they do differently than Boston did if chosen by the USOC? Well, I'm sure they will stick to the same philosophy that has worked for Los Angeles in the previous successful Olympics. But I would tell you that what you comment on in Boston, the same thing happened in LA uh, in the late 1970s when LA was designated as the US candidate for the 84 games. Immediately, uh, opposition groups sprang up. Uh, and that's how that measure got on the ballot that I mentioned the, to prohibit expenditure of tax dollars on the games. And opinion polls at the time showed that, yes, people wanted the Olympics, but by the same token, people were opposed to using government funds to make it possible. Uh, and that's ultimately what carried the day, but it led to a lot of skepticism in the early going. And I can attest, I was an early employee uh, at the organizing committee, and it was very common in the first year or two we were operating 
that if you told someone that you worked for the Olympic Committee locally, uh, they were very upset. They, they thought what you were doing was not what they wanted or was going to end up costing them money in the end. Well, and it just seems like anymore when I look at media watches or things like that concerning the Olympic Games that nobody wants to host the event. That's something that they ran into with the 2022 Winter Olympics. Do you think something has happened or is there any one reason for that? Oh, actually, I, I think there's there's no lack of, of cities and countries that want to host. And you can see uh, just the number of cities that have declared for 2024. Uh, now, the Winter Games are a little bit different situation. It's a different type of event for many reasons. Uh, and um, I, you know, I'm not the expert on the Winter Games. So that's a different situation. But for the Summer Games, I actually think um, you know, the IOC looks like they're going to have uh, a wide variety of cities and countries to choose from for 24. And uh, to, me, to me, the issue isn't um, the Olympics as a desirable property. I think the, um, the Sochi Olympics in particular, the cost uh, numbers that are thrown around in the press of you know, $50 million plus have scared off a lot of people, and, and understandably so. But I, I go back to something that uh, Peter Ubroth told me the very first time I met him uh, in 1979. And that is that at the time, he had just been hired to run the LA Olympics. And he told me that one of the first things he did was to get the financial records of all the Olympics that had been held since the Second World War up until that time, 1979. And he studied them. And what he realized in studying them at that time, he said, was if you take away construction, he said, they all broke even or better. And I think that is still true. Uh, in most cities, which is that the games themselves, the operation of the games, not the construction of the facilities and the stadiums, not if you decide to build a new airport for your community, not if you decide that you're, you need to expand the subway system, but the operation of the games, that should be a fundamentally successful operation financially because you've got capacity or near capacity crowds attending every day for two weeks. Um, you know, you, you should be able, between television, sponsorships, and ticket revenues, you should be able to pay for the operation of the games. Which is something, too, I mean, in terms of construction that that's on um, L.A.'s side is you have existing venues that you can use, obviously. Yes, but we're not the only city with existing venues. I mean, my, my point was to, you know, not just for Los Angeles, but for many cities around the world, I think. Uh, the Olympics themselves are attractive. Uh, the question is, when you decide to do other things that your community may need, um, you know, communities tend to send the bill to the Olympics, or, or you know, have to create the public perception that the Olympics are responsible for uh, the new structures, whatever they are. That was David Simon, president of the L.A. Sports Council, with his perspective on the 2024 Olympic bid race. The USOC must submit a letter of intent to bid for the 2024 Games to the IOC by September 15th. Budapest, Hamburg, Paris, and Rome are the other cities bidding for the 2024 Games so far. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.